1: Hey there fellow Ghostbusters fans, welcome to the CrossRip, thanks for listening, we sure enjoy you guys uh, being here every week, we have a great show coming up for you, we're going to be talking a lot about, uh, well Ghostbusters the video game, funny enough, we missed that it was its anniversary, we're also going to talk about a little speculation as to what is following up the toys that made us on Netflix, we're going to talk about the Ghostbusters 2 theme from Run DMC, and we're also going to reveal all of the details for our uh, Ghostbusters daughter book club, Uh, stay tuned. Let's see. Uh, God, I don't even know where to start. But uh, Matt Guitar Murphy is probably something that we should mention on the show,
2: right? Uh, yeah, I think people familiar with Ghostbusters are, you know, fans of Dan Aykroyd. Probably fans of the Blues Brothers, and by extension, you know, all the all the guys in the Blues Brothers band are known to them. Um, and they're not. Actually, that's not true. I think a couple of them were. Were they actors or were they serious musicians that Dan worked with uh, but also kind of were actor kinda, guys as well?
1: Between, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't, yeah, I, 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 That that line is kind of blurred to me between who was a session musician and who was like an actor who also dabbled kind of like uh, Belushi and Acro did, but yeah.
2: But uh, strangely enough, uh, Matt Guitar Murphy, not an actor, but unlike, say, uh, uh, was it Donald Duck Dunn? <laughs> Donald is that right? Duck Dunn, yeah. Not uh, that who was an actor. Give it Yeah great bass player not given a lot of lines uh oh murphy had a scene he had this one of the <laughs> scenes from
1: the movie yeah the, the most memorable scene and i actually i didn't know that he had a stroke not that long ago either so um i guess this was yeah. further uh a degradation of his health and and of his uh of his well-being so it's it's kind of sad but uh yeah i found rest-
2: um- I found a clip uh, on YouTube of uh, oh, probably the 60s by the looks of it, uh, like black and white TV, 60s, of uh, him performing uh, uh, Murphy's Boogie. Murphy's Boogie. Uh, and if there's any justice in this world, uh, we'll have found a way to include it in this episode somehow. Yeah, let's do that. We'll find a way. I mean, it's
1: it's sort of uh, peripherally, Matt Guitar Murphy is sort of a... A Ray Parker Jr. Uh, allegory too. You know he's played with BB King and and a bunch of the greats uh, blues musicians. Yeah. And uh, yes, we know him from Blues Brothers. Uh, but you know he's much like Ray Parker Jr., who we know from Ghostbusters. He's a, a bigger part of uh, music history as well. So uh, very very sad to hear that he passed. But uh, yeah, okay, okay. We mentioned it. It's 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 it makes sense. I, we talk about Stranger Things and we talk about uh,
2: <laughs> things that are sort of. We have to go. We have to go with the term, like... Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Like what? What? What is it when you apply to Dan Aykroyd? Like yeah. the two dimensions of Dan Aykroyd, or something like Aykroyd that. Aykroyd like adjacent, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Aykroyd adjacent. Accurate I like adjacent. the alliteration yeah. for that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Mm, alliteration is always so, my friend. So uh, yeah, uh, Mad Guitar Murphy uh, is Aykroyd adjacent, which makes him uh, fair game yeah. to discuss here on the, the crossroad
1: It makes sense, and we'll we'll try to play Murphy's boogie. That's that's a good point. Um, so uh, well, before we get into the news, there are some news items and a fun discussion topic uh, speaking of music that i'm i'm excited to get into but mm. um you were at uh, origins in columbus which we talked about you were gracious right. enough to call from your car uh last week <laughs> in the middle I'm of sorry, monsoon the weather the sweatbox. box the sweat box. <laughs> um but i saw on instagram what what was that that game there was like a walkthrough of the ghostbusters movies and real ghost. what what was that what happened
2: there is a oh boy the trouble is i was working at the convention like i had stuff to do and people to meet and hands to shake and hand sanitizer to rub on my hands after shaking hands with people so i didn't come back sick for the third time this year in as many <laughs> like as many months Gone um, crud yeah gone crud and um hey my credit, i did not hooray yes Knock on wood, yeah. (laughs) Although I think it was the ungodly temperature in Columbus, Ohio. It was just frying all biological (laughs) heat. No bacteria could survive in that 500 degree Uh, heat, yeah. We, uh, in the middle of one of the halls where a lot of the uh, big, like they had a, one hall was, uh, this vendor stuff happening all over the place, but this one was largely uh, where people went to play uh, various, uh, just play games together and all that. And in the middle of it, They had uh, kind of people setting up their own homebrew tabletop scenario stuff. Like uh, one guy had built like a fantastic uh, village. Like we're talking like a I don't know four by eight table. Uh, They had these big tables, four by eight tables, and he had built like this village, and you know, sourced from various different sets, you know, a bunch of uh, miniatures. And then took the. I'm looking at him now. I have the same one. It's the the horror clicks uh, Cthulhu figure, and he had this homebrew fight Cthulhu Lovecraft thing. Or oh. somebody had made a cute little. Uh, there was a Smurfs board game, and if I understand correctly, I think they turned the board game into this giant three dimensional, complete with toadstool houses version of it and things. Like, and and then in the middle of it. Was uh, Lisa, who I didn't get to talk too much, and I never caught her last name, and I feel kind of bad about the because I, I I feel like I'm I'm kind of underselling uh, her and her efforts here just by <laughs> you know Lisa whatever yeah but, Lisa uh, I, uh, question mark whatever her last name may be yeah it was literally three days left or two days left or something and it, and I had not noticed it prior to then and then walking past my I <laughs> the little alarm went off in my head that went no goes logo. No ghost logo. No ghost. I'm like, what? Where? What? Huh? You haven't become and, numb to it is what you're saying. You actually still <laughs> recognize it in the field. Yeah. That's right. Some I have a sixth sense for the no ghost logo. And that's no joke. You cannot uh, you watch movies with me made after eighty four, and if they go anywhere near a video shop, no ghost logo. No ghost logo. No ghost logo. Right there. Freeze frame. they're like, ah, for the love of God. Move on. Um she had the same, you know, four by eight table, and had uh, covered it with this uh, street layout. You know, it had a park and places for buildings, and wherever she found it from, it came with you know these. You could print out color. I don't know what you call them, um, paper wraps. Yeah. For boxes, you would just get cardboard and build, you know, buildings out of them. Yeah, Nothing like fancy, a but cover of some sort. Yeah. Yeah, including uh, the fire hall. She took one of the what looks like the elite Hot Wheel, uh, one thirty sec, maybe one second. Yeah, like I can't remember the right. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, not the big ones that are like twelve inches long or whatever they are, and not the tiny you know Hot Wheels, the usual dinky car size ones. There right, was, you know, there's that right. next step up. Uh, and she had a bunch of cars of the similar size. So there's cars and little you know. She filled it with like. Uh, Miniature gaming trees and, you know, little things for fountains and just really filled up the world. And she sourced, um, I think it might've been the horror clicks, those horror clicks heroes that were modeled after the Ghostbusters, but they were called like the Spirit catchers or something. Right. Yeah. So she had those, uh, had them on their own, uh, you know, fancy bases and, you know, had 55 Central Park West. It's a highly condensed thing, but, um, Yeah, she made up all four Ghostbusters characters, gave them a special trait, gave them some stats, uh, had a mechanic for trapping ghosts, and then you had to go back to dump them at the fire hall. You got points for picking up the civilians. The terrified civilians were, you know, screenshot little, you know, disc tokens using screenshots of all the, you know, extras from the movie. Um, Wow. And that's what she did. She just had it worked out in chapter. Oh, she had the, the. the Kenner Real Ghostbusters ectometer and she was using its <laughs> its knob as the PKA countdown so as things progressed and you caught ghosts and all, she'd tick it up which would move the story you know forward to uh, at a certain point um, you know uh, Dana and Lewis would be roaming around their co- tokens would be on the map and you hit a point and the terror dogs on the top would uh, you know move down f- reach them uh Possessed them, at which point she flipped the the tokens over, the chips over, and it had the possessed versions of them. <laughs> They'd run back to 55 <laughs> Central Park West. And then you had, like, you know, you had – everybody had to roll a six. That was successfully uh, getting your beam through the door there. Okay. And meanwhile, Stay Pop. she had the um, – I don't know – was it the Neca one? I can't. I didn't really. I wasn't paying attention. By that point, someone had to leave, and they let me come in and play. So I was kind of excitedly playing. But yeah, Stay Puff marches towards the building, and ultimately we failed. Uh, <laughs> only half of us got our sixes before Stay Puff ah, got like up the up to Commodore the It's like the Commodore sixty
1: four version. It's impossible to get past Stay Puffed. Yeah, okay, <laughs> exactly. it makes sense.
2: But uh, she did that for both movies and uh, real Ghostbusters. Um, she had you know the same mechanics, and these the story was kind of gamified like, it was really fun
1: that's awesome that's yeah. cool that it's a homebrew she put all of the pieces together from things that we could acquire pretty easily and yeah. exactly mechanics it was, and that's
2: awesome it, it was it was uh it was a nice surprise in the, in the middle of the con- guy <laughs> the two people from work that were there with me uh, both graciously and and secretly grumpily uh let me play to the conclusion but by that point it was like 9:30 at night we had to drive to our hotel we hadn't eaten and we desperately needed sleep and they were just uh it was that mix i was like oh, i'm really sorry guys they are like no no it's fine it's great and it's like yeah i know but you know it, we're tired and hungry and i, I they're like look it made you happy we did it shut up <laughs> <laughs> they could have left All you right. behind i mean well no because i was the driver so hey oh,
1: okay no man left behind especially if they have the keys to the car that's how it works <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's basically how it works. Um, but yeah, that was, it was a super cool surprise. It nice. was a super cool show. Uh, I didn't go look, Cryptozoic was there and I, I was going to go drop by and I never got a chance, so sorry to them. I'm sure you had a busy show. You were there for your own uh, game playthroughs and things like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and then uh, when I was in LA there uh, a few weeks back at, at that other gaming convention, I actually bought Ghostbusters 2 off of a Vendor there. So oh, nice um i you got I, it my suspicion was is that maybe there would have been one maybe two people from cryptozoic if i'd gone in and chatted but a lot of the times these you know even though all the game companies are there it's a lot of uh booth demo sure uh, people yeah. just helping sell and demo the games and not all so that. much the so. actual uh designers or proprietors yeah. or
1: whatever yeah
2: so, uh, but yeah, we got to, I got to play that game that Lisa had. I was super excited. I had, uh, in my bag accidentally, I, you know, it's been there for months and months and months. I had my one last, uh, proton charging, uh, ghost die. So I, I, oh, I gave nice. that to her. Oh man, that's great. Her game runs on six sided dice. So I was like, you need this. You need the Thanks ultra rare proton charging die. Yeah. Uh, um,
1: yeah. And, uh. Well, and Lisa, if you're out there, uh, hit us up so that we can properly credit
2: you yeah. here as opposed to just, you know, Lisa. Uh, Lisa. <laughs> Lisa. I was kind of hoping that when I posted on Twitter, it might show up, but, oh, you know, well, I'll give it time. Maybe, yeah. maybe she'll. I was going to go back Friendly to friend. try the real Ghostbusters. I never got a chance. So hang on. Yeah. Can. Can. I need my cold drink. Beer. Car. Not beer. <laughs> it's, on. it's not beer. It's uh, rum and coke. Oh, Shut okay.
1: Up. <laughs> rum and coke in the can. That's fine.
2: Um, I And I did get to talk to one of the Columbus uh, Ghostbusters, uh, oh, one nice. of the oh, excellent. half a dozen groups. There's a lot of Ghostbusters in Ohio. There are, um, as we
1: witnessed with the Wizard World thing. Uh, yeah. where I was like, oh, there's the C- Central Ohio Ghostbusters and the Columbus Ghostbusters. And the- yes. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, he was.
2: There's a lot I, everywhere. I was like, uh, so, I mean, I know there's Ghostbusters here because <coughs> you guys were at the... You know, I saw you, you guys online. He's like, "Yeah, I wasn't there. I, di- I didn't make it to that." I, he's like, "My group's kind of new, and uh, I guess technically we're the the Dayton uh, Ghostbusters, but uh-huh. mostly we kind of hang out okay. with this other group." And I'm like, "I, I've lost track. I really." What uh, if we so start hoping... the
1: Acroid Adjacent Ghostbusters?
2: There we go. That's the yeah. All right, sorry. I was uh, hoping to meet up with him the next day, and again, just
1: never nah, got a chance. Yeah, it's and tough. So. It's tough to manage, especially on the, the con schedule. Uh, you know, it's it's understandable. But if you know, we'll we'll reach out to once once we're doing the world tour with uh, the CrossRip once, once you demand us in your city, we'll. Come, oh we'll come no, to no,
2: a no! Au I hope to see as many of them as possible uh, next year. Yes, in
1: Los Angeles. Los Angeles, the fan fest. I've now run into a couple people who are like, "Are you going to that thing?" And I'm like, "They don't even. The tickets aren't even on sale yet." But I know. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going. I'm t- without a doubt. Uh, I gotta do it. Whoa. But Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but fear, fear not, we will not be talking about FanFest, uh, for a third consecutive episode here. We have other non-FanFest things to talk about, uh, including, uh, some stuff that still, still got missed from Ghostbusters Day, which believe it or not, uh, is, is Yeesh. possible, I guess, but, uh, all right. Well, That's so, a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. And let's, uh, let's hop into it. Here we go. News.
2: Hey guys, Peter. I have some news from the world of Gozer.
0: I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to
2: shoot your head. Multiplanar curling emanation. Now, yeah, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker.
1: All right, so we will start with one of the things that was kind of sort of lost in Ghostbusters Day, kind of sort of lost on June 16th, I guess. Uh, but. Uh, this is, uh, you know, we, we had a Ghostbusters two anniversary, which everybody marked, uh, including mm-hmm. Mr. Jeffrey Shrek, which we'll get to in a second, but, yes. uh, Ghostbusters, the video game celebrating nine years, almost 10 years of existence. The, yeah. the little console game that could, I guess also PC game, but, uh, it's amazing to me well. that this game is still, we still talk about it. I still play it. I still pop it in yeah. to, to my Xbox one. Thank goodness for backward compatibility, uh, <laughs> and uh, and still enjoy playing it. But it's yeah, I can't believe it, ten years. How many games? I mean, short of you know things like Black Ops or Halo Two or you know these uh, these these well known uh, notable games that I th- seem to always stand the test of time. I feel like Ghostbusters has really held up after all this time.
2: Yeah, I mean, t- Terminal Reality with their engine there kind of you know put a real good you know best foot forward there when the game originally came out Uh, I will will note that we'll leave PC off the table for now because the PC came out like the year later like Uh, it was yeah
1: you're right the PC port was later as was the Wii port wasn't it It, because it was the Playstation and the Xbox ports came out and then the Wii and the PS 2 came out and then the PC came
2: out well, the the Wii and the PS2 ones were only like a month or so behind. They weren't oh, okay. that far behind. Yeah, the PC one was, uh, you know, the next year sort of thing. Uh, uh, mostly because, uh, well, a variety of reasons. One of which being, if you're going to put it on the PC, you got to make sure it's pretty rock solid across a bunch right. of different machines, as opposed to making it for a you know a console. In which case, you test it on the one console. And if it and works, then you have your launch day three gigs worth of, uh, DLC that you have to download before you can play it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this predates that even, uh, <laughs> it's true. How jaded you've become. Um, it's
1: very true.
2: <laughs> the funny part is, I was discussing with, this uh, with, uh, a young, uh, friend in the industry who doesn't remember the days when to, in order to patch something. Well, a, if you were on a, uh, a console, there was no patching. If it yeah. had a bug, uh, and if you were on existed PC, forever. yeah, there weren't many updates. Uh, and if there was an update, you had to go someplace, uh, like a f- you know various uh, file servers. There were sites for gaming sites that all they did was videos, uh, demos, uh, and and game patch yeah, updates. patches. Yeah, and you went and got them, and yeah, you you manually yourself patched it in. Now we live in a world where people grump. Well, there's DLC content and all that. It's like <laughs> that mechanism is why your machine is being updated constantly. Yeah. And I understand that you see that as slightly annoying, but what it means is nothing is ever allowed to you know go provided the team is backing it. It's you know well,
1: and it's, it's and never it's, it's never
2: going to be uh, unplayable forever.
1: It's never unplayable, but aren't there still outstanding patches for Ghostbusters the video game? Wasn't there like some uh, there was some achievement on the Xbox that was completely impossible to get because no, there was that was on
2: the that was on the PlayStation. Was it on the play? Okay, it was the PlayStation. It was one of the trophies was never you were never able to get. I just remember I there was somebody
1: it, calling for a patch, and I was like, that game came out like six years ago. They're not gonna patch it. In fact, I don't think that company is still in existence. But anyway,
2: no. Well, that was the sad part of the people remembering the anniversary of its release was. People were are still calling for it. Yeah, upscale, you know, do the HD version. Yeah, Ooh, like a next-gen like, version. yeah You're never going to get it. It was designed for yeah. a console that's no longer being sold uh, by a company that no longer exists using multiplayer levels that were created by another company that no longer exists. Uh, using an engine and, that is
1: currently in litigation, as
2: we talked about, whatever that was, four exactly. or five weeks ago. Yeah uh lord only knows well for a product that changed from one publisher to another mid production which i can only imagine will create no end of uh, interesting hiccups <laughs> and then there's the question <laughs> oh, of man you know where where did that source code end up uh, does anybody have it like a lot of that stuff does not nobody thinks in terms of that sort of thing it's uh, it's a real sad truth uh, of the matter. So the best you kind of hope for—I I don't know if anybody's done any testing—but best you can hope for is somebody makes it backwards compatible, which we got our wish on, yeah, the, on at least on Xbox. the Xbox One. Yeah. That's the weird part that a product that you know is a Sony property—it's—it's—it's uh, a it's, it's, uh, sister machine. Yeah, that's really strange, dump, isn't it? Dump the multiplayer servers. Uh, did not backwards compatible it. It's just. Ugh. Um, the best we can kind of hope for is that maybe whatever, however, the Xbox one runs, I cannot speak to it. I have not tried it. May be able to squeeze a little bit of rendering juice out of it. Much the same way, you know, uh, it looked good on the Xbox 360, but when the PC came out, people were fiddling with the, with the, the, you know, they're putting their computer settings on the max and then digging into the, into the. The uh, the reg file to not the reg file the it's late and it's hot (laughs) the the thing file when when games start up you make do different things I'll it'll come to me in the middle of the night to me that's good enough for me that's all I got yeah (laughs) it's got a name I will wake up uh, embarrassed and screaming in the middle of the night that I cannot (laughs) think of it now but uh, yeah when you uh, what the hell is it. It's the thing you I ah, never mind. Well, anyway, when you started, you,
1: start when you do it up, realize uh, call into the voicemail and scream <laughs> well, it
2: in, and then I'll I'll edit it. Football <laughs> practice. Uh, yeah, a lot of those uh, the the you know the settings of the game and all that are are buried in this text file. That if you know where to look for it on the PC, you can go in, edit, and then fire it up. And hey, maybe you can sometimes get it to do things that they locked away because they were like, you know what? Uh, probably not. Um, but that was for the specs of the PCs at the time. So whereas you can maybe bump it up. I don't think you'll get that out of the Xbox, but maybe a little upscaling or something. Yeah, I mean, it it looks
1: better. I mean, and maybe it's just because of the equipment that I'm playing it on now, where I've got a 4K TV that's UHD and and things like that. It looks a lot better and I'm noticing a lot more detail, but that's also probably a result of... Better playthrough technology, not even just the console. Uh, it just looks a lot better on my TV, and
2: uh, yeah, the, it's being the colors and It was, and always, it, are it was always very, very pretty, and I think it's quite possible that the 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 the, the hardware on the, the Xbox One you'll probably be able to eke an extra ten out of it. percent yeah. out of the out of the the game. But I think I think that's it. We're just gonna have to love and take <sighs> care of that game. I uh, know. But there's a part where I wish
1: I had it on my Switch so that I could take it along with me when I'm on the road or on meetings or whatever. it be well, nice to have it portable again, but... Can't the
2: Switch run the Wii stuff, or...? Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a Nintendo yet. guy, yet.
1: So. Yeah, I think... Th- I mean, they've been teasing it, but uh, but even still, you know, the the Wii version... Um, you know, uh, bless the the Dan Shoning inspired uh, design uh, for the Wii version, but it wasn't quite the same. It didn't have the same experiences as the... Uh, the the I guess the big bad console version had you know with the photorealistic uh, Ghostbusters But let's be honest here: if they said
2: we're letting the Switch uh, run old Wii games that you can download from the Nintendo, you know, online store or whatever, you'd have it in oh, a heartbeat.
1: In a heartbeat, yeah, absolutely. I I would I would love to do that. But
2: That's
1: um, right. so uh, so anyway, so happy uh, ninth birthday, Ghostbusters the video game. Hopefully, on the tenth birthday, we can talk about. Uh, reversing everything that we just said, hey, welcome to the next-gen <laughs> consoles and your upgraded high-definition ports, but uh, it doesn't seem like that's going to be possible. Well,
2: you know what? As a stopgap, um, those of you with a PC, and that's most of us, um, yeah, Steam Summer Sale's coming up. Probably yeah. a good chance you and could. pick And it is up back the, on
1: Steam, so... Yeah. yeah
2: maybe check you go grab out. yourself a copy for... Uh, on the Dirt Cheap. Yeah. yeah. And it's, actually do some of that stuff we were talking about, like, you, you know, rather than... Then your console, uh, take your you know ten years later uh, gaming rig and uh, dial everything up to max yeah, and crank it up. Yeah, do a little uh, googling, see if anybody's uh, peeked under the hood and found some settings you can turn on and off. And I'm sure there has to have been absolutely. Oh, probably. Yeah. Much the same way that pretty quickly people told you how to crack open the files and pull out the sound effects and right, all that sort of thing. Right. So,
1: um, so yeah. So uh, have fun. Let's let's play on Xbox uh, Live one of these days. Everybody out there listening, let's let's get a, a cross ripped
2: night. Together. I know we talk about it all the time, but let's actually do it. So, <laughs> um, uh, this, is, this, this is when Jason goes, It's time for another Slime Night or whatever. Uh, <laughs> night he of was Slime. Calling them, uh, yeah. Night of Slime. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and then we go, All right, uh, go, go, Jason, do it.
2: J- <laughs> <laughs> Jason, doing the work so we don't have to.
1: I know. I, I think I told Craig the other day that uh, Yes Have Some is quickly becoming my Simpsons, uh, where I'm like, Ah, Yes Have Some did it. All right, well, we'll do, uh, No, Yes Have Some did it.
2: Anyway, Uh, never tell him that. Never show your weakness. (laughs) God, Um, why don't you show him your? You like pull up your shirt and show him your belly and 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 say, please don't rip my guts out. Don't rip my guts out with your fangs. It's very
1: it's stout down there. I haven't been exercising that much. (laughs)
2: Hey Troy, G. Chris, Jill, friend Bernie from Hempstead. <laughs> uh, great episode, you know. <laughs> I liked
0: uh, your thoughts on what's gonna happen on GV Day this year. Uh, as another heads up, like always, uh, my birthday is coming up really soon. It'll be on Thursday, <laughs> i will be 34. So if you wanna give me a shout out, that's fine. <laughs> if you don't, that's fine too, but <laughs> yeah. your birthday
2: song it isn't very long uh hey there troy and chris this is doug scarborough fisher from the massachusetts ghostbusters uh i want to let you guys know i was one of the folks that uh wound up to uh being able to go to the uh manas uh, party uh on ghostbusters day it was quite fun uh if people can go to uh Try the Void Experience. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, and then we went on a tour of the filming locations, which was amazing, and we ended off at the Firehouse. Uh, it was just a great day all around. Spent the entire day in New York City. It was just a great way to, uh, to spend Ghostbusters Day.
1: something that i know yes have some probably hasn't talked about i don't know they probably have because yes have some did it but uh the toys that made us uh you know it i love it uh i finally
2: watched the new season oh my
1: god they're so good especially the hello kitty episode i everything is very pleasantly surprising to me uh barbie barbie was interesting to me which i never thought it would be uh Um, the
2: transformers story that they unraveled that. Oh is my goodness! Fantastic. Yeah. Uh,
1: the the amalgamation that became Transformers as we know it. It's just really fascinating, and they do it all within like a 22-minute show, which is even better. Well, I guess that they do go. They're forty. They creep, they creep into like yep. 30 or 40, but um, so anyway. So toys that made us wonderful uh the producer brian Volkweis, uh who also does all of the i think his uh company's name is comedy dynamics i want to say he does all of the stand up comedy specials so if you watched uh kevin smith's um <laughs> silent but deadly he uh he, you know he was the producer behind that what what did i say what happened
2: oh i just love the the company name it's, it's, i want to start a company that's like um i don't know hilarity heavy industries <laughs> or something like that it's Hilar- like just a serious <laughs> it's a serious <laughs> name for that that says but we specialize in comedy
1: well and, and the funny thing is he he's a big star trek fan obviously as we've seen in the second season of of toys that made that's us right yeah uh his actual proper company i believe is called the nacelle company which uh i'm quite jealous of that's actually a really good oh you stole the warp nacelles for your ah oh, dude that's awesome um, but anyway so uh, Brian on the Instagram uh, I've, I've followed him for quite some time um, and I I noticed a strange pattern to his posts and all of a sudden I, I texted you Chris and I was like hey do you follow Brian Volkweis at all have you noticed what's been going on because I think something's up and um, he has been at the <laughs> Die Hard building, the Nakatomi Plaza building here in Los Angeles, which is now the Fox tower where all of their admin people are with a camera crew. He took a photo on his Instagram of them shooting the building. Uh, he was in New York city, curiously about the same time that I would imagine they probably filmed the uh, ghostbusters day greeting with Ivan Reitman and Dan Aykroyd. He posted yeah. a photo there saying, Hey, quick in and out trip in New York city. I was like, that's curious. Then he's also posted interviews with John Dykstra, legendary ILM, you know, built the Dykstra Flex camera, uh, motion motion capture genius. He's the one responsible for the Star Wars uh, special effects. Um, And then what was really the icing on the cake was he posted a photo of him holding Richard Edlund's business card saying just spent two hours interviewing Richard Edlund or something like that. I was like, wait a minute. Hang on a second. Um, so I, I have a feeling again, this is probably me reading way too much into stuff. Maybe he, cause I know he's a fan like we are, so mm-hmm. it may just be one of those where he's working on a, a variety of projects that are adding up to something. But at the same time, I'm like, he's working on something eighties related. He's got, it. he's like the locations of the eighties, the special effects of the eighties, the something he's working on it because nobody goes to all of these locations within the span of I don't know. Two months, three months. It seems, uh, yeah, and and doesn't, you know,
2: unless they're hatching a plot of some sort.
1: Yeah, or or they have a great production budget behind them that's, <laughs> like, flying them well, to yeah, all these places true and too. stuff. Um, so I don't. I mean, it's it's not really a news item. It's just me, surmising, guessing, speculating. I don't know what the best word for it
2: is, but uh, yeah, I would be. willing to me. Bet. He messaged me. You're like, do you follow him? I'm like, no. And then for the next, like, I don't know, hour and a half, every 10 minutes, I'd get another (laughs) screenshot from you. It was like (laughs) this crazy uh, home murder mystery sort of thing. And then you're like, am I crazy? I'm like no you're not crazy you may not be right but Uh, no i might be crazy you're right i was
1: i was sending you my like back into the left back into the left like (laughs) it's just very suspect and knowing you know knowing that he has done some pretty good you know pop culture heavy documentaries including toys that made us and and a few others it only makes sense that maybe he's doing some sort of ode to his favorite movies or something like that but Um, anyway, stay, stay tuned on that front. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I posted on social media and nobody called it out. So maybe I'm the one that's, uh, shouting that the sky is falling and it's not, I'm just chicken. Little. Oh, calm
2: down, chicken little.
1: (sighs) Anyway, calm um, down. Now here's something that did go up on social media and everybody did take notice too. Uh, remember last week when you were talking about Jeff Shrek, And with a little tinge of jealousy, I was like, I don't know how Jeff Shrek does it. How does he get all of these cool items and he gets all the prototypes and the screen used props? And I I think I could even excerpt what we said out of last week's episode, not knowing that on Ghostbusters 2's anniversary, he was going to drop... This image of something that he again another acquisition. I don't I don't know how he does it. I don't know where does he get these wonderful toys. I have no idea.
2: I like to think he's the Walter White of high school art teachers. Again,
1: yeah, I think we even made that joke. Like he's he's in the mineral business. He's got to be. There's there's no possible anyway. So Jeff Shrek, on on the uh, Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks, uh, he has found uh, through someone of someone. Uh, one of the charcoal flight suits, yes, charcoal. That's we can under underline bold. Yep. Uh, put a nail in that coffin for quite some time now. <laughs> it's um, been
2: keeping me up for years. It's not no, navy it blue. Hasn't.
1: It's not royal blue. It's not gray. <laughs> it's not saying Laura or <laughs> <laughs> or Yogi whatever or whatever the. Yeah, uh, it is a charcoal flight suit uh, that was worn by Dan Aykroyd in ghostbusters 2 now here's what i wanted you and i to talk about chris um where the hell did all of those charcoal flight suits go charcoal charcoal flight suits go uh and then how did this particular one that jeff Shrek ended up with uh it was in a like a vintage store in culver city i think he said in his his story like what how how does that happen sold off like, it's just end of production. They dump it. They dump... I mean, and especially because all the patches and stuff were, were ripped off of this one. Exactly. My right? guess was... because, And it even says, like, Sony W on the tag. So, I'm guessing they, like, repurposed the flight suits for... I, I don't know. Let's just throw it into the general costume wardrobe in case
2: yeah. X well, production needs them. Here's here's the Here's the thing. So, and <clears throat> you know this as well as I do, when you got the budget... Uh, it's a lot easier to recreate, you know, the world in a sequel. Like right. the first one, yeah. you know, they had to skin flint it, and they used off the rack, you know, military flight suits. And the things flipped. the 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 algorithm went from save money to save time because time right. is money. Fire everything. And they, yeah, and they just they so the Ghostbusters two flight suits were made from scratch. They were modeled after the originals, but they're not off the rack. They they built them up. Uh, and at the end of it all, like, in their head, if they were ever going to have to do a third one or whatever, or maybe they were going, we're never going to have to make a third one, if they were, like, thinking anything, they'd go, yeah, we'll just remake them again. There's no... Re- like, yeah. Since Why you don't know how long it is... Yeah. The only thing that was important to that to keep were the patches. <laughs> like... If oh, we're gonna have to make yeah, another one, the things that's most important and more time-consuming and expensive to remake would be these these patches and all that. But nobody's gonna recognize the cut of a you know a jump flight suit or whatever. We'll 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 make another one if we have to, and it's easier to store the patches than it is you know a whole flight suit. So yeah, it gets because rem- and I saw this in the 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 rundown that you were like, how does this happen? And it's like, well, think back to what eight years, seven years ago now, when the. The Gozer suit showed up uh, at a a dance company (laughs) or a theatrical group sale. Oh, my God. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. They just – they unloaded it. It just – and it went away like – this is this is why to these day when when classic movie stuff shows up, it's it more and more recently stuff doesn't matter because the stuff is you know retained or companies see it as a yeah, way. Yeah, they to, have a little
1: more longevity now. They know that like we
2: need to hang on to all of this and well hold yeah. on to them if they, or if they don't want to hold on to them, they know there's money to be made by selling them off now. Uh, and done right, it actually you know it's a little bit of free publicity for the the title or whatever yada yada yada. Uh, yeah, cause I mean, there's that, uh, there's that store there in Burbank that the last time I was up that it's a giant, you know, uh, consignment vintage store or whatever, but they have the big round, you know, the, the, the whole racks, deck, yeah, the old Sears racks, the circular ones filled with, and they had little signs on top that they were like, this is the show or this is the movie that <laughs> everything on this everything. rack came from. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. This is the thing This goes to your point. I think a lot of high profile stuff probably got, you know, pulled out or occasionally actors, you know, get to take home stuff and all that. But there's stuff that if nobody gave a crap about it, no matter who wore it or how, whatever it was on, on, you know, on screen, it just went out as part of this thing. Yeah. If you were eagle eyed enough and and care and go through it all, you can probably walk away with, yeah, I'm pretty sure this was. You know, this was used on screen, worn by, you know, maybe not the star, but hey, that extra or, you know, that that co-star or whatever. Yeah, it's like a, a rare
1: diamond in the rough find. Um, I, and, and it makes sense, you know, like uh, we, we've talked about before and people have really loved to point out, like, you know, the PKE meter was in... Uh, suburban Commando and They Live and yeah. a few other things. But I'm sure after the production, they didn't think anything of all of these props that they had created for a movie that yeah, maybe we'll yeah. do a sequel, maybe not. I don't know. Just throw everything into the por- uh, prop warehouse and we'll figure it out. And it got cataloged as handheld sci-fi gizmo, you know, and yeah. some, some prop master went in and was like, oh, great. I'll take that. Not knowing – Again, pre-internet days, pre-cinematic universe days. Uh, yeah, that, it was sort of like the you know,
2: uh, the oscillation overthruster showed up seven or eight places in right. film and all that. Right? right. Again, it was just a Giga that everybody was like, "Perfect, yeah. let's, that'll uh, throw that in." That's what
1: we need. We need some sort of doohickey. So, uh, so
2: well, um, I mean, well, remember, like for a ten-year period, if 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 the the digital video fan film revolution. If it had been able to start 10 years sooner, people making fan films could have legitimately rented the jewelry store, like right. proton traps from Ghostbusters right. 2 and then uh, one quick or shot. Or the Vigo Cause, painting or, Because uh, yeah. you could go to a, a couple, there was a couple of prop, shop, prop shops, there probably still are too. We don't know it No, and we don't. Frequent these places, but I bet you if you nosed around, if you had access to some of these places, you'd turn up an item or two.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, even from the new from the 2016 movie, I bet if you go to any <clears throat> production place in Boston, they probably have something no. that's left over from.
2: No, you won't, because no. Mr. Shrek has it all. <laughs> that's right. Okay, it's, it's all in his secret studio what? Midwest, what? What wherever it is. What the hell he are yeah. you thinking? Yeah, if you go to Boston, you'll find no good point. That man the city. It belongs
1: in the museum, Jeff. I will continue to tell you to this day. Um, so That's anyway, what so- we'll
2: do when we retire. We'll just get very old, and then we'll retire, and our retirement jobs will be to you know uh, tour guides at yeah uh, at, at Jeff's uh, museum. Here you'll see like- from the Shrek
1: fine collection. The please, everybody put on your white gloves and your respirator masks as we yeah. Uh, anyway, but good find Jeff, because now we can, uh, here's, he's an art teacher. So I'm really hoping that he gives us a, like the Pantone color, yeah. uh, code to everything that's there so that there's no guesswork anymore. There's no, you know, for, for a lot of, uh, the, the prop builders and the, the cosplayers out there who have got their writ dye uh, recipes and they kind of guesstimate things. No, there will be no guesswork. You can actually hit a Pantone <laughs> color value, and uh, maybe we can all have accurate charcoal uniforms from this point forward.
2: But or uh, find yourself a. Uh, it's twenty eighteen. Is uh, seamstress uh, still a term, or is it a bit is it a bit reductive? Oh, anyways, yeah. Find your find yourself a uh, sewing machine capable, and uh, get, let them get out the old measuring tape and. Uh, <laughs> Let's put it this way: No, he's not going to let anybody uh, pull out the old no. thread ripper and no, no, break no, it no, all no. down. Yeah. But if somebody wanted to, you know, say do a little best guessing on on shape of pieces and stuff like that and sizes, uh, somebody could come up with a pretty good pattern for <laughs> making your own, if you know what I mean. <laughs> this is true.
1: I mean, Gibson and Barnes has been very gracious to us nerds uh, lately, so. <laughs>
2: And then yeah. I'm going to make mine out of, I don't know, like 70s velour <laughs> or something like that. That's... <laughs> Or the, the, orange the,
1: yeah. the
2: the james bond uh blue uh terry cloth
1: or something <laughs> yeah, exactly more more disco suit like john francis Daly wears in freaks and geeks and less uh <laughs> flight suit but um so anyway so uh yeah good good find jeff uh keep everybody posted out yes. there once you start taking these, that wasn't sarcastic at yeah, all jeff he's job
2: good jeff yeah <laughs> <laughs> keep it up i'm doing air quotes jeff keep it up no Oh uh, Jeff, no, <laughs> I, we can't. I we love I, I mock because I'm envious. Holy exactly. cow, I can't imagine. Exactly. He's got a. You know what? There's print on demand, pop up stuff. He's you know everybody's got a decent uh, camera phone. It would not take long. Just good picks. Uh, you know, put together. You know the book, and then send us the link so we can all you know spend thirty bucks on a print on demand hardcover of of your collection. I'd put that on my shelf. Yeah, I need yeah, that exactly. right now. The
1: pro uh, profiles in Trek history. That's what it is. It? <laughs> yeah. um, all right. So uh, two two quick news items here. Well, uh, one news item and then uh, some housekeeping. So um, in the flurry of stuff that happened over the last couple of weeks, I completely missed that the Ghostbusters answer the call trade paperback is in a local comic shop near you. Uh, it will be available through online retailers like Amazon and and those types of places, uh, the uh, second week of July, I want to say, but, um, yeah, go, go pick up that trade. It's, it's a lot of fun. You know, we, we have talked kind of at length about the series here on the show, so we won't really get into it, but, um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It probably reads better from cover to cover as a a full series as well, as opposed to in the individual floppies. So, uh, go, go give that a list or listen, go give that a read. Um, and then also Ghostbusters daughter. So here's the deal. We are going to be doing a book club with the Ontario Ghostbusters. We have finally formalized all of the logistics and I think we figured out how we can actually do this. So, um, if you have been checking our social media, you'll see that in the last couple of days we posted some questions. Uh, those are the discussion topics that the book club will be talking about, uh, on next Wednesday evening's recording. So if you haven't already, uh, in the social media threads on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, uh, respond in those threads with your thoughts. Uh, Answer as many of the questions as you want. All of them, one of them, none of them, however you feel fit. Um, Or you can call the voicemail with your responses. Um, What we'll do is we will have a roundtable discussion with the Ontario Ghostbusters about the first 100 pages of Ghostbusters Daughter, which gets you... Uh, it's pretty much up till Ghostbusters, which is funny enough. You just, just just, before, just before Ghostbusters, you get to to, like vacation, I think. Vacation. Yeah. Um, so that saves all of the Ghostbusters chat for the next show, but, Uh, a lot of really great stuff in there. It's, uh, it's a wonderful book. I cannot recommend it any more than we already have. So go, go pick it up. Uh, join us. Even if you don't want to join in the discussion, you can listen along, uh, once you've read the first hundred pages, uh, and you can, we will really dive into it. We'll point out some of the highlights. We'll really talk through it. It's, it's a great book. Um, so uh, g- go to social media. I encourage you guys to uh, participate in that because I think this format's actually going to work. I think this is going to be a roundtable for the ages. I have great faith, and I know that I've said that I've completely jinxed it, and it's not going to work. But we'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll make sure that it works. Um, let's see. Oh, oh my goodness! I skipped over uh, Ghostbusters two. There was one other Ghostbusters two thing, and what, maybe what we'll do is we'll have this take us into the break for uh, closing thoughts, but. Um, dead entertainment wrote this article exploring the run DMC track from the second movies soundtrack. Um, you posted it up on the proton charging Facebook uh, mm-hmm. just today as we're recording this. Um, it's, it's more nostalgic. It's more the person that's writing the article talking about, um, you know, their, their thoughts of it and how they felt at the time of, of the movie being released and hearing the run DMC song. Very, uh, very respectful of it. And, um, you know, they're, I, th- I think they've got a soft place in their heart for the run DMC version. Um, but what I thought was interesting and what I thought when I clicked on the link that you had posted was that it was going to be an exploration of how this song came to be, why run DMC kind of ostracized the song. Like they were a little embarrassed by it, if I understand correctly. Um, and you know, to the point where they were limiting where the, the music video could be shown. It wasn't able to be shown on MTV during prime time and they never performed the song live. Um, I think at one point they they were asked to do the song for the movie, uh, like for
2: the Oscars or something, and they declined. Um, There's footage out there somewhere of them performing it live at some, uh, like, w- awards show. And I, but that was like in the 90s, right?
1: Like it was yeah. after a little bit of time had passed. I so, don't
2: think so. I thought it was the same year because they oh, had- was uh, it? I'll have to go digging now to, to find out exactly. Um, I think you're, I think you're right. I mean, nobody's, well, I don't know. Um, uh, when, uh, uh, run passed, um, it was run, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reverend, Reverend Run was when Yeah. Uh, I don't know if there's been any books or autobiographies about him yet. Maybe it'll be covered in there. You and I'll have to do a little bit more researching and all that, but that was kind of a transition point for hip hop. Like the late, like 89, 90, like hip hop in the nineties made a huge shift away from these, you know, the, it's early roots and into like, you know, there was the, the rise of, of, um, uh, you know, gangster rap. And even if it wasn't gangster rap, there was a real move away from like the, the mainstream in the eighties really embraced hip hop pretty quick, but much in the same way that corporations love to take it. And all of a sudden, you know, it's, (laughs) you know, everybody thinks they can do it. And it's just the, the simple, you know, rhyming pentameter and all that. And that, (laughs) you know, the the four lines with two rhymes sort of thing. And everything. yeah, (laughs) I'm rapping, I'm rapping, I'm rap, rap, rapping. It's like, no. so there was the shift in hip hop towards, you know underground hip hop a lot of progressive hip hop like hip hop it you know from i'd say maybe ninety one onwards it had already started to 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 evolve but not in the mainstream and then just exploded all over the place and run d m c you know were <clears throat> you know they were the biggest crossover uh you know uh group at the at the start of the the career there you know early to mid eighties there and by the end we're still kind of stuck in that that you know people yeah. saw them as this the the you know the rhymes were just kind of they were seemed it seemed kind of you know um quaint quaint Didn't yeah, take they, long for they them kind to feel quaint and, th- like at the end of the 80s right like yeah they were in it yeah and they they were not transitioning quite the same way as well uh well and knowing, say, knowing a
1: lot of them had uh, various, uh, addictions, ailments, uh, vices, yep. things that they may have been dealing with as well, which I think, I think that cause that's what I, I started trying to do research cause I, I swear I wasn't making this up. I swear it wasn't crazy. I was trying to figure out where I had read this and all of the autobiographies and the books and the, the magazine articles that have been written have been about their sort of like run DMC's downfall, like what, where they yeah. went wrong because of various, um, yeah, you know, uh, substance abuse uh, habits and and things like that, and and some infighting with the band, uh, with the group. Um, so I don't, I I don't know, I I haven't seen anything where they've actually gone into detail about it. Like, was no. Reverend Run embarrassed by it? Maybe, like you said, the the lyrics it, were a little trite, and they
2: were cashing in on a yeah, paycheck or cashing what? in. The video was, I mean, it had Sigourney Weaver in gold chains. It was just (laughs) kind (laughs) of.
1: Very coarse. Was it them selling out and they were kind of embarrassed by the fact that they had really just sort of done this, this cash in for
2: a movie, uh, and that wasn't really their style.
1: I don't. Well, that
2: and like part of that transition I was talking about on that album, uh, Bobby Brown with his kind of new Jack swing, you know, uh, hip hop combo that he had going on was in terms of mainstream popularity way more popular than any of the other you know mainstream rap acts going on and that was the breakout hit you know on our own was the breakout hit of that entire album so here they are on this you know invited to do the remake of the biggest you know film song ever and yeah Bobby Brown just blew past them Yeah, so
1: I mean, what an eclectic know. album, now that I'm thinking about it. You had Bobby Brown, Run DMC. Uh, New Edition had a song on there. Um, the the guy from Cool and the Gang uh,
2: had a song. Like, Elton yeah. John, Oingo Boingo. Uh, the hell of an album. But yeah. just to give us some perspective, that album came out in 89. Five years later was Nas's Illmatic. Speaking of, you know, Acro adjacent. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. Um, and Illmatic is perfect example of you know hip-hop by that point was nothing like what right. you saw Completely coming out of the 80s sort of thing yeah. so um you know so that's I, uh, hey yeah, that's
1: music for you at, at any rate I, that article out there is still waiting to be whoever wants to do the investigative journalism on that uh that's that's what i thought the article was we'd be yeah, talking about if you about, find so.
2: something or a quote or something send it in let's uh you know let's like, uh, crowdsource this into some sort of answer. What's yeah. going
1: on? Yeah, Let's 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 get to the bo- back into the left. Send me the text that I sent to Chris <laughs> about the toys that made us stuff. So, um, all right. So in the process of trying to find out all of this, why Run DMC was so embarrassed by the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack, I did find uh, a cover by Insane Ian, uh, who I think we've talked about on the show. It felt really familiar. I'd, maybe you had brought him up, or I can't remember. But so Insane Ian, uh, geek of musician uh featuring luke sky and devo spice um or maybe even luke ski it looks like ski but i bet it's sky anyway uh if if he's he's a geek it's got to be luke sky right yeah you'd think right i would think so but anyway so uh they had a great uh cover of the ghostbusters 2 theme song from run dmc so i thought we would play that and uh, let's we'll we'll let that take us uh, into the closing thoughts. So here's uh, here's that trio, Insane Ian, Luke, Ski Sky, and Devo Spice with the uh, Ghostbusters two themes on.
0: the storm? All alone in the crib, watching the tube. Yo yo, is that what I did? Did I see something move? Chill down your spine. Your heart fills with fright. Not killed by the things that go <laughs> bump, bump in the, the night. They walk through the walls with no time to stall. You call the Ghostbusters? Well, that's who you call, Ghostbusters. We 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 afraid of no ghosts. Ghostbusters. We we, we afraid of no ghosts Ghostbusters! We, 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 we afraid of no ghosts I'm no jerkin', I just left my boys The kids at school and I'm no fool I got no time to waste So you get up and call, don't trip and fall Go outside and leave the place Now it's no dream because you see in a shadow In the night But we will come and get it done So don't worry, save your fright Now there's a group who likes the truth And you know you can trust us So don't get nervous cause at your service The local Ghostbusters I ain't afraid of no ghosts I ain't afraid I ain't afraid of no ghosts. I ain't ain't afraid of no ghosts. I ain't ain't afraid of no ghosts. Ghostbusters! I, I, I remember the time I visited the grave. My life on the line, only my life to save. All by myself, with no one around. Did not understand a hand coming out the ground. I knew it wasn't mine, it was somebody else. But I didn't care, G. I'd just scream for help, then... Ghostbusters! And strapped to their back, screaming... Ghostbusters! Ghostbusters attack! We are your family neighborhood, Ghostbusters! That's what they said to me! We are the Busters of any... G-H-O-S-T Ghostbusters! I of Ghostbusters! Most, you must be able to say I ain't afraid I ain't of no, no ghosts ghost. A good sense of humor Is, is important, important to have When a ghost tries to scare you <laughs> nah, Don't make me laugh They be dusting off ghosts Like true ghost dusters Go, 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 go. Ghostbusters, busters, busters, One time in a house Peace to everybody out there We love y'all, peace I ain't afraid of no ghosts do nope, wait another minute, pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters. I'm sorry, we'll do
2: it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our call-in line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page you and Twitter accounts. Is dead. Uh,
0: no kidding. Just give me the address.
2: Search Facebook for the Ghostbusters. Interdimensional cross trip. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger.
1: Chris we're bringing it home uh before I let you do your final thoughts here I just want to remind everybody about Omaze's fundraiser uh for for the win uh you have your chance to win lunch a dream day with Dan Aykroyd all you have to do is go to omaze.com slash ghostbusters uh they now uh, they've added signed posters and signed scripts there are a few other incentives in there and I bet there will probably be more on the way but um enter now so that you have a chance to uh to win that, that special day with Dan and then maybe enter again a second time. Cause there's nothing that says that you can't do it more than once. It seems. <laughs> so uh,
2: I got my, uh, I got my tickets. So. Yeah. I mean,
1: you can, for as little, I think there's 10 tickets is the, the least that you can do or what there's one ticket and then 10 tickets, I think. So, uh, if you, if you feel like Charlie bucket, you want to get your golden ticket, you got to get in and, and do your donating now. So omaze.com slash ghostbusters. Uh, That's got a a, a little bit of time still left on it, but we'll keep you guys posted as we see um, some developments there. But uh, in the meantime, Chris, do you uh, you have any final thoughts?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm dying waiting for uh, the airlines to catch up here (laughs) for June uh, next year. For June, yeah, it's too early, right? Like the best I can do is I can book when I looked like a when we first announced this. I started looking, and the best we could do was mid-May. So I got another week, maybe two, and then the booking calendar for uh, at least my airline of choice to the Los Angeles area will allow me to... (laughs) (laughs) Don't laugh. I'm doing it. You're going to get some great seats, some great
1: discounts, I would imagine. If you do Uh it a year, at least a year in advance, that's got to be a fairly sizable good...
2: I think that, but they seem to be kind of average. It feels like this far out, you're going to get like a baseline. What you do then is you wait until middle of the year and they then see how the future's looking for them. And then they start tweaking prices well, up and down
1: yeah i mean it's it's sort of a weird lull it's before the summer vacation it's after all of the memorial
2: day spring vacations out here yeah. so
1: it, sh- it shouldn't be too difficult to get a it a does, good it, ticket, it doesn't matter but,
2: my plan is i'm yeah. gonna nail it down now and then i got it <laughs> and then amortized over the next 12 months will be you know i'll i'll forego a starbucks coffee here or there And then when it gets closer to the time, I will upgrade my seats to the business class up front. That's what I'm doing.
1: Oh, that's stylish, man. Yeah. I thought you were going to say you were going to save for like a a suite at the uh, Biltmore Hotel or something.
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) Although I've already started to to undermine myself because I went to Columbus and I came back with the uh, giant Twilight Creations Zombies board game collector's box. Um, Yeah. That was an upgrade right there. I'll have to start all over again now. So... (laughs) Well, I'll explain. I'll explain somewhere. it to you someday. They yeah. have they have a bazillion and one different editions of this game. And uh, about a, two, three years back, they said, "Here for a hundred bucks, we'll put all of them in one fancy collector's box where you. you can have them." And uh, I was never inclined to. But uh, a few years back, I had them all in a box in the garage, and it had been. I don't know left unlocked or something and the box stolen i lost a large
1: no that's right i forgot about board games
2: and so here i am in columbus ohio going i've been staring at that thing online uh where they wanted to charge me the u.s price and then ship it to me and it's a big old box to canada and i could never do it but now it's the exact same price only i'm the guy (laughs) shipping it home (laughs) you can fly back with it yeah how can i say no (laughs) so um shout out to delta i i I got to the thing and they started doing that by the way rolling it's time to put a ban on rolly suitcases going Uh, onto the planes yeah it's it's time they they don't fit in the overhead bins i know everybody's like they feel like they're getting ahead but the amount of time wasted trying to get it in there i'm like you know it'd be better you just check the stupid thing in and then it's waiting for us when we get off yeah, cuz that's essentially yeah. how it goes
1: and bring a duffel bag on board bring something uh, squishy
2: anyways yeah. it got to the time and i'm looking they're like you know asking for volunteers and i was like all right uh, so shadow of the twilight creations cuz the the box they put the box in <laughs> was fairly heavy duty and uh, delta up. really didn't put it through its paces nice. at that oh gateway check in so uh, i have no real good... Uh, I have no real good uh, J Jay- to Jason thoughts on this one other than the uh, – zombies? Yeah. Well, zombies? I got two weeks until I can – well, zombies. I got two weeks until I can book my uh, flight and then, yeah, I uh, I, own a, I own a lot of little tiny plastic zombies now. So, <laughs> And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I love it. I'm a grown man. Hashtag I do what I want. Hashtag to Jason. Yeah. <laughs>
1: um well awesome all right so uh until next week everybody uh yes please uh participate in the book club i have a feel i have a good feeling about it so uh as as best as you can it's a great fantastic book book so far even even if you just want to chime in a sentence or two uh please please do that so you're a part of the discussion uh if you do that uh, by the time you listen to this or a couple days after you will make the show so make sure you do that and uh yeah until that point where we do that book club i'm excited for it everybody we'll see you on the other side
0: Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional Cross-Rip. Visit us at ProtonCharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and StillPlayingWithToys.net. That used to be one of my two favorite shows. Let me guess, Gozer was no study. Everything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Oh, oh, oh. Next week though, here was Pets. Weird. We got two hunkies out there dressed like Hasidic diamond merchants. Say what? They look like they're from the CIA or something. What they want to eat? The tall one wants white bread, toast, dry, with nothing on it. Elwood. And the other one wants four whole fried chickens and a Coke. And Jake shit the blues brother. Hi, Jake. Matt! Hi, Elwood. How you doing? How you doing? How was Joliet? Oh, it's bad. Thursday night they serve a wicked pepper steak. Can't be as bad as the cabbage roll at the Terroir Ferro Pin, or that oatmeal at the Cook County Slammer. Oh, they are all pretty bad. Matt, me, and Elwood, we're putting the band back together.